0: You're listening to Ship Life with 1FM's Terry Cowley.
1: Well, this is Terry Cowley on the Ship Life program. We're joined by Tom Nethersole. All being well, Tom will be on the line now. Hello, Tom.
0: Hello, how are you?
1: I'm really well. Thanks so much for joining us today. Now, I know you're taking a little bit of a break from your your online isolated school studies to join us this week. How are you going back in ISO now?
0: Yeah, it's been a bit weird to get back into the swing of things, but I'm—I mean, I'm glad to be able to sleep in and stuff uh, in the
1: morning. Shouldn't be sleeping in, Tom. You should be getting up and studying. <laughs> I guess you don't have to have the, the the transport time to worry about, so you can get up a bit later and probably go to school in your pajamas if you want.
0: Exactly, I could if I wanted to, um, but I think just pajama pajama pants on the bottom and then business on top.
1: That's right. So are you, are you at Ardmona, is that right?
0: I'm in Ardmona, yeah.
1: Okay, so um, are you on a farm? Uh,
0: on an
1: orchard, pretty much the same thing, but yeah. Okay, so a nice, nice view possibly from your window while you're doing a bit of study. Exactly.
0: I'm looking
1: out there now. <laughs> now, um, you, you're a young, young filmmaker, a young actor. You do a lot of things, but you're in year 10 at school. You're aged 15. How, how has this um, pandemic been for for teenagers, do you think? Because, I mean, you're at a time of your life when you really want to be out there socialising. So this is pretty tough, isn't
0: it? Um, yeah, it's a bit weird. Obviously, I'm very, um, very grateful for the school being, uh, having the resources to, you know, adapt with this pandemic. Um, and I'm very lucky that I'm not in, say, Year 12 where they're missing out on a lot of things. But, yeah, it's been very weird and... Um, very different
1: times to adapt to. Now, I mentioned that you're a young filmmaker, but many of our listeners, if they've seen any of the amateur theatre productions at Westside Theatre over the last couple of years, chances are they've seen you on stage. Do you know how... You have done a lot of productions, uh, haven't you, Tom, with both, I think, school productions as well as initial stages. Do you know how many productions you've done? Oh, that's... oh,
0: I wish I could tell you. I think it's more than 10 in both initial stages and school productions but yeah i absolutely love doing it love being out there and performing and i'm well i hope to get back out there after this pandemic
1: and you've also um also done a, at least one production i know of with shepherd and theatre arts group where well, you were in sound of music weren't you
0: i was one of the kids in sound of music yes yeah. mm. so,
1: <laughs> now i've seen you in in some productions where you have had so many lines and I've often wondered, like, what, what is your secret to remembering, to remembering that many lines? Like, it must, take, it must take weeks and weeks, or are you just one of these people that has a photographic memory?
0: Um, I definitely don't have photographic memory, I wish. Um, but I think that what helps me is developing an understanding of what the actual person is saying, and that just helps me understand why they're saying it, and therefore I'm able to um, remember the lines that I have to say for the show
1: have a favourite role that you've played over the past couple of years
0: Oof. Um, I think Michael Banks in Mary Poppins or uh, Gavroche in Les Miserables was probably one of my favourites um, just because it was a really different um, kind of role for me but also uh, King Julian in Madagascar was just one of those roles where it was so, so fun and different and I'd never really done a comedic role before so that was really fun
1: Do you find that your acting experience helps you in other areas of your life?
0: Um, possibly I want to go into directing and cinematography so I think that having a background and an understanding of actors and like the process of that um, will help me be able to direct actors in the future
1: so you are you feel headed for behind, a, a career behind the camera rather than in front of it
0: I think so but obviously there's a lot of time and a lot of um, different experiences uh, that are ahead of me and I Hope to try some new things out and uh, see what I like
1: the best, I guess maybe you can explain to our listeners you have a you actually have a i guess you call it a company called Tom at Nether Soul Productions, and you make films for your own enjoyment for fun with your friends and other things, but you're actually um, hired by lots of different people to do filming for them, which is pretty amazing achievement you 've been doing it for years and you're only fifteen, so it 's pretty amazing achievement actually.
0: Um, yeah, I've been doing it for a couple of years now, and um, it started off with just taking some photos for, say, some family businesses and um, some local businesses. Like Go Jump was one of the first ones, um, and then it's kind of developed into doing photo shoots and models and doing weddings now, um, as well as doing like short films on the side. It's um, kind of a creative outlet, so it's just been really awesome to kind of have that experience to get in, especially so early um, in my life it really cool.
1: You must have had to um, invest in some pretty good equipment because, I mean, the, the quality of your, of your film work, is, is, is the standard's pretty high.
0: Um, yeah, it was pretty... I feel like the industry is very um, full, especially in the area of a lot of really talented uh, photographers, but I noticed that there wasn't many uh, videographers around, so that was kind of what I liked doing and that's what I broke into. But obviously the equipment comes at a bit of a price.
1: Definitely. So you, you're able to make your company into a, a profit-making venture?
0: Yeah, I have been able to do that. Um, obviously, it's been uh, working up from doing some free projects, but um, now I'm able to charge, hopefully not too expensive. I don't think so. Um, but yeah, it's been really awesome to go from uh, working these projects for free to being able to you know, get some money from doing what I love.
1: Obviously, being a videographer, there's, I guess, the two facets. You've got to have that rapport with people, haven't you? So when you're shooting, you've got to, you know, make them feel at ease and get up close to people and become part of their special day, as the case may be. But then you've also got to have all those technical skills to be able to edit and put it all together.
0: Yeah, it's a really long process. And I think that's um, what I like about it most is the fact that there's so many different parts to do um, in terms of planning and shooting and editing. Um, and each one uh, on a different shoot. I love to do all those different things, and it's just a really cool experience um, to kind of break into that industry um, so early on and get some really good experience um, on my belt.
1: Tell us about the, uh, the films that you've made with some of the young people around Shepparton.
0: Um, so I've done three short films so far. The first one was in 2017, um, and my last one was last year in 2019, uh, and it was called Love in the Shadows. Um, and it's just been a really cool um, way to write my own uh, short films, write my own stories, and tell the stories of, um, some, you know, different people and um, some different kind of ideas that otherwise I don't think many people would um, really explore. So it's been really cool to um, be able to do that and have the support of people in the local community, um, people from initial stages and people from um, SAG. It's just been really cool to have their support and, you know, kind of have those people who have your back.
1: What are some of those themes that you think it is important to explore, Tom?
0: What themes do I think it's important to
1: explore? Yeah, in your filmmaking, you're saying, you know, you're hopefully bringing up some issues that may not otherwise be explored. What, what are the what are the um, issues that are important to you to explore in your filmmaking?
0: Um, Obviously, I've explored a lot of different ones in all my films, but I think I like to tell um, the perspective and the stories of people who sometimes don't get a voice or sometimes are pushed um, to the side. The first one that I did was about um, a young boy going through the loss um, of a family member. The second one was a big change with um, the point of view of like a conspiracy theorist and stuff like that. Um, And the third one was uh, I thought was really impactful Um, was the story of a young LGBT uh, teenager.
1: Okay, and how how have the films been received, Tom? I know that they've got lots of views.
0: Um, Well, I hope they've been received pretty well. From uh, what I've heard, um, they've been received pretty well. Uh, But, yeah, I'm really just happy to be making them, and I'm so grateful to have that experience um, to be able to make them and have the support of people in the community.
1: It's an incredible amount of work, isn't it? Because I know that... um with the most recent one you did, you were, you were talking about it on social media for a long, long time. Um, so it obviously took you months and months. And then, you know, it's qu- quite a short film, I think, about five minutes. So it, it's just incredible how much work goes into producing actually quite a short bit of film that gets shown.
0: Yeah, 100%. Um, a lot of the films that I've made have been under 10 minutes, but it's taken um, so long to make. And I think with every film, I learn something new that, quickens the process or you know i'll learn something new that will change the way that i approach uh making a film with the short film that was going to be made um this year it was going to be around 20 to 30 minutes so that was going to be a really big jump um in the approach that i would have to making a film like that
1: but i guess you've had to pause a few of those uh few of those plans this year with all that's going on
0: exactly it's Mm. been uh very different a lot of different changes
1: so we talked about your previous school, St. Mary's Marupna, You're now at Golden Valley Grammar School. <laughs> Am I correct in, in concluding that your brother, James, is the school captain? He is. Okay. Yeah. I didn't think that could be a coincidence. I didn't think there'd be too many netthesoles floating around up there. That must That's
0: be a... R- That's in the Golden Valley. I think it's a very rare, rare name.
1: That must be a real achievement for James. Yeah, it's
0: very awesome. He just spoke at assembly this morning.
1: So do you have to be very respectful, you know, of your brother now that he's the captain or do you just stir him as much as ever?
0: Um, Hasn't really changed. Um, He's gotten to the ritual. Um, Anyone who goes to grandma or who's listening or anything will know that any time that I have to sing the school song or anything, he's gotten into the habit um, of roasting me every time before I sing by telling people who have blocked their ears or something like that.
1: (laughs) Um, what's that been like? I mean, is that the kind of leadership position you would aspire to?
0: Um, I think it'd be really cool, but obviously, um, I mean, that's the school's decision. I'd love to, um, you know, help the school and uh, do whatever I can to really make it um, a better place, um, if possible. <laughs> um, but yeah, really, a really cool achievement um, for James, and we're all very proud of him.
1: Yeah, I'm sure you would be. And you've got two sisters, Sarah and Ellie. Now, I'm familiar, familiar with Ellie, um, if anyone has seen um Sound of Music. She was your sister, I think, in that, or am I thinking... No, 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 Mary Poppins, Mary Poppins. Is that right?
0: Yeah, in Mary Poppins, she was my sister. But that seemed like ages ago, back when, back in the old days.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and so is, is, has Ellie finished school now?
0: Yeah, she's at uni at the moment.
1: What she's studying...
0: She's studying uh, communications at RMIC, so a bit of journalism and advertising and stuff. Okay. Sarah's doing uh, medicine at the moment. Sorry. Sarah's doing medicine.
1: You've all just you've all just done so well. What, what, your your uh, family must be so proud of you.
0: <laughs> I hope I hope so, but obviously, who knows?
1: Now, Tom, we were talking about filmmaking earlier. I have to ask you what it's what are some of your top picks? Oof.
0: I'm um, looking at the DVDs on um, my shelf at the moment of all my favourite movies. Um, I'd have to say that um, any movie by Quentin Tarantino or Christopher Nolan are absolutely incredible. Um, but I would say that probably my favourite would be Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Incredible movie.
1: Okay, repeat the title of that one.
0: Three Billboards Outside of Ebbing, Missouri.
1: Okay, I don't think I've seen that. That's not a Coen Brothers?
0: Um, I don't think so. It was relatively um, new. I think it came out in, like, 2018, something like that. But it's just incredible and really impactful.
1: So Quentin Tarantino inspires you as a filmmaker?
0: Um, yeah, him and a lot of other directors. I, just, I love his use um, of music in his films. Um, and I love Chris Nolan's use um, of, you know, changing the time in which... Um, yeah, the chronological order of um, how his films are
1: told—really cool. Um, music is a massive part of many films, maybe increasingly so. And I see that you you make pretty good use of um, of music in your in the films that you've made. You even make pretty good use of of music in the YouTube clips that you do.
0: Um, yeah, I love uh, music. I think I always have, um, but I've. Uh, used a lot of music in a lot of my films and in my last one um, I sought out after um, some different artists that maybe people hadn't heard of some local artists as well um, Alex Gala, we used his um, one of his songs in the opening of Love in the Shadows um, which was really cool to um, use one of his songs um, and you know collaborate with him in that way
1: I did notice on one of you. I couldn't help noticing on one of your YouTube clips, you featured the song Mystery of Love by, and I don't, I, I, I love that song. Um, I don't know how to say the artist's name. I sort of say it as Sufjan Stevens. I may be pronouncing that incorrectly, but that was obviously the call Call Me By Your Name soundtrack song, which is absolutely beautiful. If you haven't heard of it, listener, Mystery of Love by Sufjan. Maybe saying it wrong. Stevens, check it out. It's a gorgeous song, isn't it?
0: It's incredible. I love the movie. I love everything about it.
1: I thought you might. It's a pretty, um, It's a pretty... <laughs> Pretty one, pretty pretty hard one not to love. I think that one. So that's that's another one for your homework, listener. Call me by your name. Set in um, mainly France, isn't it? It's just in one spring or summer. It's just uh, yeah, just I think in some
0: place in Italy, something like
1: Italy, that. Italy, yeah, absolutely beautiful. So we're talking about uh, films. We're talking about directing. Is being a film director your ideal job, Tom? Um, I
0: have a lot of like aspirations for what. Um, I'd like to do in the future. Um, I think directing cinematography um, is one kind of area that I'd like to go into. Obviously, I'd like to venture into everything. Um, I feel like Elon Musk in the fact that uh, I'd like to go into a lot of different industries um, and you know see what I can see what I can do.
1: What do you think would be the biggest challenge to achieving that kind of dream?
0: Um, I think the biggest challenge would be, um, well, I don't know, overcoming um, the stigma of. Uh, being so young in the industry, um, I think that early on it was very very hard to get people 's trust in the fact that you are creating um, something that would actually um, be worth watching. Um, that was a really big fear of mine um, but obviously i 've overcome that, and I continue to create uh, create content that people watch and I hope they enjoy.
1: How do you get people to get over the fact that you are you know young people can? have a lot to contribute and that age really, I mean, we talk about being ageist, it can work the other way too, too, can't it, with us being prejudiced about what our young people can achieve?
0: Exactly. And I think that's something that, um, in all the short films that I've done, I've focused on um, young people and teenagers and really tried to give a voice to um, those kind of age groups in a realistic um, way that sometimes I feel in Hollywood or something, it's these 30 year- old um, adults who are writing stories about teenagers, and it just doesn't come across as very realistic.
1: We have to finish up the segment now, unfortunately, Tom. Thank you so much for your time today, Tom, and uh, I have no doubt that we will hear a lot more of you in the future and best luck best of luck with everything you do.
0: Thanks so much for having me on. You've been listening to the Ship Life Podcast. If you'd like to hear the show live, you can tune in to 98.5 on your radio or stream through
1: fm985.com.au or the TuneIn app on your Android or iOS device. Friday mornings from 9am to midday.